Today, we're going to learn how one hungry entrepreneur completely bombed her first attempt at Amazon, then figured it out over time. She'll also teach us her unique branding strategy and walk us through how she plans to hit 5 million in sales next year. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is a completely unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. Joining me here in studio today is Carabella. Carabella, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing delightful. So you are actually local here. Whereabouts do you live? Yeah, I live in Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite cities. I told you before. That's right. My favorite restaurant, Mario's Restaurant on Springdale and Eddington, Huntington Beach. That is the go-to Mexican food place if anybody's in Huntington Beach. Now, we met originally at SellerCon yeah. in Vegas uh, mm-hmm. earlier this summer. Now, what brought you to SellerCon? So I've been selling on Amazon for about a year. I actually bought the ASM course and I wasn't able to go the first year because I couldn't afford to go to the SellerCon and all my inventory. So I was, to- I told myself next year's the year, I'm going to go, I'm going to meet the mentors. Like it's the time to go. So that's why I went. And then it was amazing. It was literally beyond. Anything. It was amazing. No pun intended. Right? Yeah, amazing. exactly. Okay. <laughs> it was just like, it blew my mind. Like I didn't think it was going to be that great. And that, that pains my heart because I know my session was not part of that since you skipped my session for somebody else. So yeah. Okay. So way to rub it in there. But anyways, let's continue. So you took the ASM course. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's actually just take it back a few years. So were you born and raised in Southern California? Yeah. So I grew up in Palm Springs and then I graduated high school in Menifee, California. And then once I graduated high school, I kind of did a little bit of online college here and there. I was going to university and then I stopped because I was like, this is worthless. What were you majoring in? business. I was majoring in business and I was taking all these other courses online, like Ty Lopez, social media marketing agency and all these other entrepreneurial things while you were in college. Yeah. So even at that time, you already kind of had that entrepreneurial, I don't know what you call it. Gene that was activated. Yeah. I was just over it. Like sitting in a class lecturing, it was cool for the friends, but like for the actual material, there was no substance. There was no skill set. It was just more general. So I stopped going to school. My mom was so mad and I started like looking for opportunities. Well, I saw that Amazon was an opportunity by James and Tatiana. They were actually at the seller Mm. conference. Yeah. And, um, so I, I tried to sell for the first time without a course. And what year, what year are we talking about about right now? This was 2017. Okay. Yeah. I tried to sell without a course that year and I, screwed myself. Like I bought tons of inventory, had no idea how to list it. And then I got it. I didn't private label. I didn't differentiate. I didn't do anything. And I tried to list it on Amazon. They're like, you're trying to sell someone else's product. We're not going to let you do this. And I was like, oh my God. So I like, I had to pay for inventory. I had to pay for the shipping costs. I told my supplier, I was like, Hey, like I can't use this. I can't sell this. She's like, well, we can't take it back. It's going to be more expensive to ship it back to us than it is to actually keep it. Yeah. So she actually helped me find someone in the States that would buy it from me. And then I bought the course after that. I was like, no way I'm going to. So do you still, I'm assuming you, you still probably lost some money in that. Oh, even though yeah. you, So like how much money did you lose? I lost like $2,000. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So was that in the beauty? Yeah. Niche? So, you know, that, that's interesting because, you know, what, you know, I, I'm not sure what the current, you know, ASM teaches, but like, for example, me, 
I always say that, you know, in, in entrepreneurial life, it's always you're supposed to, you know, in the traditional entrepreneurial, they say, hey, try and do something that you're passionate about. Like if you're going to become a, a vlogger or a, a YouTube person or, or trying to start something on social media, Instagram, make it about something that you're passionate about because then you're going to be successful. You know, Gary Vee talks about this, you know, a lot. Like if you love dogs, you know, make an Instagram about dogs, you know, <laughs> yeah. because it's something you know about and, and your passion comes out, you know, in your work a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, what I say, you usually... All right. That's, that's ideal. But I would estimate like 98% of the time for Amazon, you can't really do that because Amazon most of the time is about where the opportunity is. You mm -hmm. know, like the example I always use is phone cases. Like I might be the world's expert in phone cases, or I might know everything there is about phone cases. It's my passion. I'm a phone case freak, whatever. Yeah. That does not mean that I'm going to be successful no on Amazon, way. but you, if I read, I just saw like maybe one of your videos or I don't know what it was, if it was a video or just the description on your YouTube channel where it kind of gave the story of your brand where it was something about like you grew up with acne issues or yeah. something like that, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. then you wanted to like share this part. So you actually were able to do it. You took something that was, you know, it wasn't just some random garlic press, you know, but you actually <laughs> took a product that you had a passion about and you knew about yeah. and you were able to to transform it. Now, what was the process like there? So like after you took the course, again, I don't know what, if, if, if you say, Hey, do that or don't do that. But at what point were you like, I'm going to do something that I'm passionate about, as opposed to just doing like traditional product research where you're going to just find some random basket weaver or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I, when I first bought the course, um, I knew I wanted to get into the beauty market, but everybody in ASM said that there's gated categories and beauty is one of those categories if you're selling specific things. And I remember going through the process and, and looking at the inventory and they teach you how to sell up, set up um, like a dummy listing before you actually purchase your inventory to see if there's any problems with the gates. And so I did that. There was a huge problem. I got a lot of the mentors. They have mentors that help you out in mm -hmm. the course. Um, they're like, yeah, we told you not to sell on beauty. It's really gated. You're not going to like have good luck. I was looking long-term. I was looking at like, okay, what do I want my brand to be like? I don't just want to sell like a faceless product. I want to be the face of the brand because it's re I read a lot of like books other than like, you know, Amazon stuff. And they talk about like, you know, it's really hard to have a business that you don't own any of the assets. Like you don't get the email addresses on Amazon. You don't mm -hmm. get like a lot of the things that you need to have a real business. So I was looking at the long-term thing and I was just thinking like, okay, if it's gated, I'm going to take longer to launch a product so I can make sure that I get where I want to go. So that was mostly the process. It did take a long time to get through the gates and figure out everything. So which part, like beauty overall, Oh, actually beauty overall is gated in the yeah. first place. Mm -hmm. So what did you use to get ungated in beauty? Did you, did you like do a arbitrage or wholesale product or something at first? Or what did no, you do? I started with my facial cleansing brush actually. And I started just with that. And I, you have to prove that you're the manufacturer, which is kind of hard for a lot of sellers because they have it built in, in China. So I had my, my, my manufacturer send me like a regular, uh, invoice and then I showed that plus I showed what was in the product. So like the pieces that actually create the product broken down on like a spreadsheet, I sent all that information into Amazon. And then I sent the, um, just like all the details where I got it made, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, okay, we're going to like, it took months to get wow. it ungated. Did you need like website and different things? Like yeah. or, or, I know it's hard to remember, you know, now all the details, but yeah. what else other than what you just mentioned 
did you did you end up needing or did they ask for over this period of months? Yeah. So they asked for a legit website to see where else I was selling. They asked for the real invoice, not just the P, the PI. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they asked for what exactly makes your product. So breaking broken down the exact pieces, the components inside of the product. And then they also asked for where my factory was located, the factory's name and the factory's contact information. And I sent all of that in in like a seller case, you know how you can view a case, start a case. And it took me two months to get it done. But once it was done, I was like ready. And then when I launched another product, the Derma Roller, since that's like a little cosmetic needle, I had to go through a whole nother process because that's a dermatology um, tool and they don't want anybody just selling these needles on, you know, on uh, Amazon. So I had to go through another process of proving that this was. So was it like. Is it, was it part of like a subcategory that was, had additional gating? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So what was different about that process than the just beauty in general ungating process? That one was shorter because I had already been ungated for beauty. Mm-hmm. I was already in the category. And, but then this one was just kind of like, okay, prove to us why your product is, you know, dermatology approved, like FDA listing, or I'm sorry, FDA, um, certificates and things like that. It was kind of like, you're already in the category, but now I want to see that you're proving what you're actually selling. So it was a lot easier. It was just two things, invoice and FDA approval. And then they were like, okay, you're good. And then they actually tell you not to use specific words in your listing. Like you can't claim that it's going to help everybody with their wrinkles. Oh yeah. You have to say it improves. It can improve. You can't specifically say you're going to look 10 times better. Like they, they won't let you do that. So, okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, definitely takes a lot of patience. I know there's some places that offer ungating services, but they charge like thousand, two thousand something dollars. And I'm sure you're like, I don't got time for that. So you wanted to you wanted to just, you know, do it yourself. So you ended up not having to really pay anybody to do it. You did that all on your own. Yeah. All by myself. Cool. That's good to know that. And this was in 2017 still or 2018? 2017. 2017. Okay. So that's interesting. Now, one thing I wanted to ask was, you know, you mentioned that they asked for you to show that you're on a website. So did you just make a random website or did you legit like start a Shopify site and started selling it just to prove to Amazon? Yeah. I started a WordPress website actually first. Okay. And my WordPress website was terrible. No, it looked beautiful. It looked like physically beautiful, but there was so many windows for someone to check out. People dropped off like crazy. So then I was like, okay, what's the new big thing? So Kylie Jenner had launched Kylie Lip Kits, Kylie Cosmetics. And I really like, I don't really follow her for herself, but I really like her business mindset. So I looked at her website. I was like, this is not a WordPress site. What is this? I found out about Shopify. I found someone on Fiverr who could help me migrate my WordPress store over to Shopify. And I had them do it for me. And then since then, my, I mean, I've been making sales like crazy on there and it's just so much easier. People, it's like one page checkout. You don't have to go through seven different pages. And then, um, yeah, so I'm, I've started with the WordPress website just to prove to Amazon that I was a legit company. And then I started, you know, Instagram, Facebook, because they look at all that stuff. They crawl all over the internet. So yeah, I started all that stuff. And then from there, I moved to Shopify. Okay. So by the time you started on Amazon, um, like how many units were you selling? Were you selling like a few a week already or on on your WordPress? 
Yeah. So by the time I started selling on Amazon, I think I was selling five units a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of my facial brushes. And then once I started selling on Amazon, it was like, you know, okay, there's a few more a week until I built up my brand presence and got the PPC going. And then it was just like taking off. And then I wanted more sales on my website because I was doing FBA. And I realized that with all the inventory storage fees and all the, you know, all these other fees, that um, selling on my own website could actually help me pocket more of the money myself. So what's, that- what's the average? So like if you fulfill something yourself, yeah, I mean, like if you do it from Amazon, like could be maybe around 20, 25% total. You got the 15% yeah. Amazon. And then, you know, maybe depending on the size of the product, like six more bucks, Yeah, you know, so I'm, it depends on how, how, what the price of the product is, but, but per order, like how much more would you take home by, you know, but fulfilling something yourself with Shopify as opposed to Amazon, we're we talking 50 cents an order, a dollar or, or what? Uh, we're talking like $16 an order. What, $16 an order more you get? Yeah. So for my product, one of my products specifically, the FBA fee is $12.87. Okay. And then the inventory storage fees and then the PPC cost, you have to factor in all those things. Okay. So at the, I think, and then it's different for every category. I know beauty is 30%. Uh-huh. And then I know like if you're selling electronics, it's like 65%. Like there's crazy. Um, but you, like I have Solozo. This is a great tool for people who don't know how to see or break down it themselves every little fee. So I have Solozo and they track all the fees. And then I also, you know, have a bookkeeper and someone to help me figure out the fees as well. So it, it really does add up if you're selling a lot of products and if you're spending a lot of money on inventory and PPC. So then on Shopify, your credit card processor, or I mean, I, I don't even know how Shopify works. So, so is Shopify the credit card processor or you have a second or a merchant account? It's separately? a merchant account. It's a Stripe account. You know Stripe? Oh, Stripe, yes. Yeah, I Stripe. know Stripe. Okay, so then what percentage does Stripe take per transaction? 2%. 2%. And, and does Shopify take anything at all? I think it's like 30 cents. 30 cents per order. Mm-hmm. So 2% and 30 cents per order. Mm-hmm. And then the only other fee that you're paying is the shipping. Yeah. But if you, if you factor in shipping in the price, you can offer free shipping Yeah, or you can have your customer pay for shipping. I find that factoring in shipping costs and then offering free shipping Absolutely. is the best way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I'm um, assuming your products are, are smaller. So then you can just send it via the USPS, yes. right? Yes. So, okay. So yeah, that, that would be a big savings by, yeah. by sending it, by sending it there. Now, all this time you said, Hey, before you started on Amazon, you started the WordPress. And then, you know, obviously if you are selling on a WordPress or Shopify, you've got to be fulfilling it. So does that mean you had the factory send you all of the inventory initially to like to your house or something? No, I had the factory send Amazon all my inventory. And then I would hook Amazon up to my Shopify or I would pull out units like little by little. Okay. So even though you didn't have an active listing on Amazon, Mm -hmm. you could still send them inventory and kind of use Amazon as a 3PL. Yes. Let everybody know a little bit how that works. Cause I mean, uh, I know about that, but I think a lot of people might not even realize that Amazon has that service. Yes. So if you send, you can have a, a managed, uh, fulfilled by merchant, uh, listing up and you can send in inventory to them. So they're kind of like your fulfillment center. You can either have them fulfill it for you from your website have to have an FBA mm-hmm. because if it's at their website, they're going to want, uh, I'm sorry, at their website, at their uh, fulfillment center, they ship it out for you. So, but it's a different fee. It, it's a, it's a little bit less of a fee because there's less um, stickering. They don't have to label everything for you. It's kind of just like you're using them as a, um, 
What is that? There's so you don't have to have an FN SKU like for Amazon items for? No. Really? Yeah. You just buy the UPC? Yes. Or? The UPC. You okay. just use the UPC and they just hold the inventory, the inventory for you and they'll ship it out for you. And it's crazy because whenever you sell something off Shopify or off Amazon, they will, they're synced together. So they'll, they'll um, decrease the amount, you know, the inventory. For oh, so you're not having like one by one to give Amazon like mm -mm. orders. Like, Hey, I just made an order separate ship it to this address. It's linked directly to Shopify. Yes. Okay. And They're then, linked. so what are the fees there that are the, the shipping fees kind of like the same as what you would pay if it was FBA? I mean, not counting the 15% commission and stuff, but like the pick and pack fee and pick and pack fees and the same. So all that, all, all yes. that's the same. Yeah. And then there's no extra charge. Other than no. That. Interesting. Yeah. So then you had all that inventory sitting there. Mm -hmm. Now you get ungated. Now you could, you make your FBA listing. Yes. So were you able to tie that existing inventory to your ASIN or did you have to like bring it back and then we'll sticker it and send it back in or how did that work? No, I was able to tie it to my ASIN by creating it. So you have an FBM listing mm -hmm. and then you create an FBA listing, but you, you just duplicate it. You just copy it and mm -hmm. you just say, I want this to be fulfilled by Amazon. It's the same ASIN. And then once you have that, that there, you go to the FBM listing and you put the inventory as zero. So then if you have like um, reviews there or anything yeah. else there, it just comes over into FBA. Do you actually create an ASIN when you're just doing like the Shopify fulfillment? Yes. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. So that makes sense. Yes. So then when you go to add a product, you're adding this ASIN, mm -hmm. but then the ASIN, when you, when you set it up just for fulfillment, it's probably mostly blank. Like it's not like you have to put titles and descriptions yeah, exactly. and pictures and stuff. So mm -hmm. then when you create it and now in your seller central account, now what manages, by the way, what manages the fulfillment side, like when you're not doing FBA or FBM, you, where you're just doing the fulfillment, is it, yeah. is it via seller central or is it a completely different platform? It's a completely different platform. What, what's it called? Like, so how can people like find more or like, look at that? Like, is there a website on um, Amazon for Like it? ShipStation? Um, no, you like, 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 like when, when you sent inventory, like to set, like before you had your own product on Amazon or okay. before you were going to fulfill or sell products on Amazon, mm -hmm. you ship the inventory to Amazon and then they were just hold, they were just being your warehouse. Yes. So like, how do people find out about that service? Because that's not regularly at seller central, right? Yeah. I, you know, I have an, a mentor mm -hmm. and he started selling on Amazon for the longest time. And then he moved over to Shopify and I learned it through him. Actually, it wasn't in the course, um, but he showed me a few tricks like that. So that's like kind of how I was able to learn it. Um, so I think that if you wanted to do something similar to that, um, I don't know, maybe use Google. It's really like you have to kind of sit with somebody and learn how to do it. Okay. It's not like a normal. Yeah, it's not. It's process. not very common. That's why. That's why. I mean, I'm curious too because I've never. I've never. I mean, I've always known that kind of existed, but I yeah. never actually knew. I knew it wasn't in seller, or I figured it wasn't in seller central. So yeah. I didn't realize that there's an ASIN. I didn't. But we'll we'll have to we'll have to put that in the show notes. You know, so. Anthony, our content director or our content manager, he'll definitely put that info because I think, I think a lot of people would find that interesting. They, don't, yeah. they didn't realize that. And I can even ask Kent and mm -hmm. then he can maybe text me the info and I can give it to you okay. so that you guys can have like cool. how the process goes. So you went from selling, you know, four or five a week on WordPress. So now, you know, we're in 2019. What's your projected sales this year? If you've even projected it, like between Amazon and your off Amazon business. So projected sales would be one, 150,000 to 250,000, mm -hmm. um, for both of them. Uh, this year I have not been so aggressive. Prime day was good, but it wasn't that good. 
I made like big mistakes on Prime Day both years. So that would be. What's some of those mistakes that you made? Oh my gosh, you guys don't increase your PPC budgets until the day of Prime Day. I increased my PPC budgets two days before. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to get um, people looking at my listing. They're going to be adding it to cart, you know, this and this and that. But a lot of people do a lot of window shopping before Prime Day. They go on Amazon, they click on everything. They want to see everything. And if you have high PPC budget on certain keywords, you are just going to waste money. I literally, no, don't do that. So you that. got tons of clicks without purchases. In yes. Other words. The two days before that, there was so many clicks, um, but no purchases, but on prime day it was good. But those two days prior, it was like, even if you did make hundreds and thousands of sales, those big campaign budgets in those two days, it drains the amount of money you actually make. So you really don't even break even. Okay, cool. Yeah, good to it know. was good insane. To know. <laughs> I was like, no. So then what, if you make, let's say, say $200,000 this year yeah. overall, like what percentage is, is on Amazon and what percentage is off roughly? Um, so about 60% is off Amazon. Okay. Yeah. And 40% is on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. So how many SKUs is that? So I have eight SKUs. Eight SKUs. Mm -hmm. All right. What's, what's, is your, are you still selling your first product? I mean, not the first product that you discontinued, but the first once you knew what you were doing after you took the course, are you still selling that? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. You know, a lot of people say, nah, it's, it's already died, you know? Yeah. So I know you market yourself as well. You know, a lot yes. of people are just like, Hey, I'm just going to make a private label product. I'm going to make a brand name on Amazon and that's it. But you, you are really making a big push, you know, whether it's YouTube, Instagram. So what's your, what was your strategy? Like, did somebody teach that to you or you just like what, what brought you to this strategy? What is your strategy? First of all, okay. you know, I, I kind of know it just because uh, I've checked up a little bit on it, but yeah. explain what your strategy is and, and how you came to this strategy. So my strategy is instead of just being a faceless brand on Amazon, I want to be the face of my product and build um, a community around my brand. So I started Dollface with just an idea of, you know, okay, I've had acne and I know kind of what works and how to get rid of it. And then once I started to have clear skin, I really wanted to help other people get the same thing. You know, it's so, it, it's just like a confidence killer to have acne. So I was like, okay, what can I do to like make people comfortable and just build a community around this? So I started the Instagram and I already had, you know, a few thousand followers on my personal, um, just from modeling and things like that. So then I wanted to build Dollface to kind of be, you know, intersected with myself. So then my, my strategy is to build a brand. Like I would say like Kylie Jenner, she's mm -hmm. the, the face of her business. She is, you know, when people think about her brand, they think about her cause she's her, the face of her business. So my mindset was, you know, if she can do that, I can do that it's going to take me a little bit longer because I'm not already born into fame, but I can totally do that. And you see people online, like, I don't know if you, if you watch YouTube or beauty, you know, videos, but Jeffree Star, James Charles, they all started with zero subscribers. They were all kind of nobody at one time. So my strategy is to build myself up. I have a long-term plan for five-year goal. I don't think about just like the sales right now. I really believe like, okay, this is where I want to be in the in five years. And this is what I want my business to look like, um, this and this and that. And I put things together in that frame of mind. I think a lot of people don't see that. They're like, I just launched a product. I want to make a ton of sales. When I first launched my product, I knew I needed to differentiate and not just on Amazon with the product itself, but 
but Brock Johnson talks about this a lot. He says, you know, you need to research your competition. So I researched the competition really well. And I saw that there are a bunch of faceless kind of brands that are just, nobody even knows about you. They don't even have websites. So when I was, when I was looking at that, I knew that I needed to be different off Amazon as well as on Amazon. So I was like, that's it. Like I'm going to be the face of my brand. My website is going to kick ass and I'm totally just going to like destroy the competition in the long term, not in the short term, because they have big budgets and things like that. So the goal is, and the strategy is to build a brand that people can, can relate to and people can see like, okay, this is her story. This is why, you know, this is what she does. And you know, this is how she can help us. And so I think it's really important, you know, if you want to have a lasting brand, a lasting company and something different, then I think you need to do something like this because you will definitely get crushed by these big Chinese sellers that have tons of money to just like, you know, get to the front page and destroy you. And so, you know, that, okay. that's kind of my strategy. So then you said you started the Instagram, you, you, you kind of met, you know, do a lot about it on your personal Instagram, but you also started the business Instagram mm-hmm. right now. Something cool about the business Instagram is like, I noticed like I can click on images in your, in your business Instagram for your brand. Mm-hmm. And then I can actually like one click and then it'll take me to somewhere where I can actually purchase your product. So yeah. is that taking me to the Shopify? Yes. So was that difficult to uh, set up? No. Are you able to track like how many sales actually come originated from Instagram as opposed to just people who landed on Shopify? Yes. So like what, 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 I mean, of your Shopify business, mm-hmm. like how much percent come from that, in, that, you know, Instagram landing page. So Instagram is like 40% of the 60% wow. I, I talked about. Um, some of it comes from Facebook and some of it also comes from YouTube now. And I've only, I only have 400 subscribers on YouTube. It's very small so far, but people are still purchasing on YouTube. I dropped my links in the description below and, you know, but a lot of it does come from Instagram. Instagram is so powerful. Like if you guys don't have Instagram, you have to start it. So actually the majority of your Shopify sales then are coming from social media. Yes. It's not like people just Googling and then they they just end up on your, your Mm -hmm. website. Mm -hmm. So, so how difficult was it to set up that Instagram thing? Because I don't see many people doing that. I was like, Whoa, this is pretty cool. Like I didn't know you could just like click and then it just takes you to purchase, you know? Yeah. So it starts off with your Instagram page has to be, um, a professional page and you're, you have to link it up to your Facebook. And then once those are linked, then you want to get your Shopify store and you want to link both of them to your Shopify store. And then once you have all three linked up, you want to go into Facebook. And I think this is where a lot of people think get confused because they think it's from Shopify. It's actually from Facebook. You go into Facebook and you create a marketplace, a shop tab in Facebook, and then you upload all of your products from Shopify. And you can do this in your business manager. I know I might be talking over some heads right now, um, but you do this in the business manager, you create a catalog. And then from that catalog, you go into your Instagram and you, you go in and there'll be a little tab because now your business and business pages are connected. And it'll say like, Facebook catalog and you click it and then there's all your inventory. And then when you post a picture of that product, you tag it, it'll show you in your Instagram. Um, you know how it says tag people, mm-hmm. there'll be another tab that says tag product, and then you can tag the product there. That's awesome. Yeah. And now if sales come through those channels, are you paying like Instagram or Facebook another small percentage at all? No. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. I know. Is there a monthly fee to that? No. What in it's the world? Totally Come free. on, people get on this. This is like <laughs> easy money here. Yes. So, 
So, I mean, cause yeah, basically if you would have just done the, what everybody else does and mm -hmm. just uh, did your Amazon, you'd be only doing maybe a hundred thousand or, or less yeah. you know, a month. But this way has allowed you to more than double your income by, by kind of diversifying where your traffic comes from, even in something as, as competitive as, as the beauty uh, yes. industry. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Cause I'm not even on the first page of beauty on, in, um, for my products on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So I'll stay around like page the bottom of first, second, and third. For like your main keywords? For like or, my main keywords, uh -huh. yeah. And I still get, um, I still get authentic, I don't know, authentic sales? I don't know how to say it. But organic. Organic yeah. sales um, from people just searching my brand name. You yeah. know, Dollface. And I noticed that too. I just like, right before you came out, I was like, oh man, I don't even know how many, I don't even know what her products look like on Amazon. <laughs> so like, like, let me Amazon Google it, if that's yeah. even a word. And then like, it even auto-completed your, your, your brand name. So that, that's how you know when you, you, successfully built demand for your brand is if Amazon recognizes it either as a search, like, I don't know, have you ever checked your, your brand name in Helium 10 to see if it has search volume? I, on Google, it has 18,000 search volume. I nice. have never checked it on Helium 10. All right, make 10. sure, make sure, make sure, make sure to check that. Speaking of Helium 10, I know you use Helium 10. You told me. Yeah. What, what are your favorite, you know, features of it or what, what do you use it most for? I use it most for reverse ASIN on Cerebro. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the keyword tracker. That helps me so much. But I have like my main obsession is definitely Cerebro. Am I saying it right? Yes. You okay. Are. It is great. I reverse ASIN myself. I reverse ASIN everybody else. And I just steal keywords and I figure out ranking. And it's just like one of the most important tools. If you don't have it, you guys have to get it. You will literally never like Jungle Scout is cool, but Helium 10 is like on steroids. Like you can find out so much there. So you guys definitely need to check it out. Okay, for sure. cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So now let's talk a little bit about just, I, I've kind of tried to pride myself on, I wanted to have more female entrepreneurs on this podcast and all the other like Amazon podcasts put together. Because when I go to these conferences, I always see a need, like, mm. you know, there's a lot of women out there who I think want to become, you know, entrepreneurs. They want to get on Amazon, but they, they see it kind of like as a male dominated, you know, thing. They go to the conferences, it's like all dudes. And it's like, they, they don't, they don't have enough voices. Like so many people look to Tatiana, you know, oh, like yeah. yourself and, 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 uh, newer ones, you know, like Tamara and, and we have a bunch of others. And, and so they always tell me like when, when I do have people, I've had Tatiana, I don't know if you've heard her podcast. If you haven't, you no. gotta go listen back yeah. to it. So I've had Tatiana on the podcast and so many, you know, women reached out to me and like, Oh, you know, thank you. She's so inspiring. And, and then I just had, I did a young entrepreneurs podcast. Mm -hmm. I actually met one of them at SellerCon as well. And, and one was a 19 year old guy and one was a 19 year old girl. And she said, you know, when I asked her, what was her original inspiration? It was, you know, Tatiana. So, yeah. but you know, like for, for guys, like you, you ask them, it's like, oh, you know, we've got Tomer, we've got Kevin King, we've got, Lee. I mean, there's like tons of like kind of influencers out there who are male, who people can have like as role models. But yeah. what, what do you see as, or, or what do you see as like, you, you just jumped right in. Right. But yeah. what, what do you see as something that might hold back you know, other, other females, like, do you think that's, that, that's an issue? Like, so, so many of the influencers and so many of the, the instructors in the game are male. Like, is that the reason why there's so few, relatively speaking, you know, women going on Amazon or what's your opinion on that? Um, I think maybe girls, well, I'm a girl and I know that sometimes I overcomplicate things, you know, sometimes I feel, um, easily stressed out if something doesn't go like the way I want it to go and being like more of a perfectionist, um, it's definitely like, it just makes you feel a little bit more stressed out. And also like, 
it it's not sexy to sell on Amazon when mm-hmm. you're a girl, you know? Like when you're a girl, you're like, oh, I want to like, you know, do modeling or I want to like be out with my friends. And nobody, like a lot of women or girls, you know, younger girls, especially like they don't really want to sit in their house for hours on the computer, like keyword research. Yeah. Like it's not sexy. So maybe that's why, or, um, you know, maybe because it is, you know, male dominated industry, maybe it's like more of like a threat. You know, maybe it's like guys are just crushing it. I don't have a chance in here. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they just don't even know about the opportunity at all. Um, But I think I think that there are a lot more women. Like when I was at SellerCon, I saw a lot of girls. It's definitely increasing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and we're crushing it, you know, we're hard workers and we're definitely going to dominate it eventually. So when I said I, I, I try to have more female entrepreneurs on here, it's not like I have to work really hard at that. I yeah. mean, I mean, two years ago, I I, I probably would have, yeah. you know, there, there might not have been uh, many out there, but, but now it, it is coming up. So I think it's important that, that women do have, you know, role models such as Tatiana, you know, yes. yourself up and coming, you know, somebody, even, you know, so, sometimes people might see a Tatiana, like who's so, so successful. And they might think, oh, that's kind of out of my reach. But I love hearing your story because it's very recent and it's not like, Hey, you're on a hundred million dollar seller right now. No, and yeah. then somebody can't relate to you. I mean, you're on a great pathway right now. You've got about eight, nine products. Yeah. You, you broke, just broke the six figures. I mean, that is something that's very doable. Yeah. I, I would think for just anybody like you didn't have, you didn't even finish college, right? Nope, nope. Don't have a degree. So it's not like you had some crazy background that, that gave you a leg up on other people. You didn't have maybe a, a rich benefactor who gave you a hundred thousand dollars to invest in your products. I mean, like how, how did you, how did you get the money for your, some of your initial investments? So I saved my first investment was the course, the Am- amazing selling machine course. And it was $5,000 you guys. And I didn't have the money to fork it all out at the, at once. So I did the payment plan of like a thousand a month. And then while I was doing the payment plan, I was just saving and saving and saving for my first round of inventory. My first round of inventory was fairly small. I did 500 units. The shipping was almost as much as the product. Um, but it, you just kind of have to discipline yourself, you know, no Friday nights out spending a bunch of money on bottle service. Like I kind of like stopped drinking Starbucks, took a break from getting my nails done. Cause all that stuff adds up. So no more time nightclub. No more, yeah, no more <laughs> nightclubs. You, um, no more shopping. I wouldn't just go buy a random dress for no reason. Like, it, it, so were you working then during that time? Yes, like a- I was working. So I worked in the film industry for um, three or four years on set, and I would, I was a site rep. So we we watched million dollar homes while they film movies there, and so I would work like a ton. And there was always additional work to do. Um, my boss was is, is an amazing person. He's an amazing person, and he would always be like, "Hey, you want to work on the weekend?" I worked seven days a week, like, like 14 hours, 16 hour shifts, just watching people film movies. It was really cool, you know, but I was like tired. I was hustling and, you know, I just had to make sacrifices to save up. I, nobody in like invested. I didn't ask for money. I Mm -hmm. didn't try to crowdfund uh, or anything like that. I I applied for one like crowdfunding thing, but I just didn't know how to get through the website. So I was like, screw this. I'm not doing this. (laughs) Are you still working now aside from Amazon? So I have a social media marketing agency that we do social media marketing. So yeah, we have a few clients and uh, most of it's outsourced. So mainly you kind of, you work for yourself now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to, thanks to Amazon. Thanks to Shopify and everything. Well, Carabella, I think, you know, two years from now, 
instead of everybody saying, oh, it's Tatiana who inspired me. Who knows? Maybe somebody <laughs> I'm hoping. And, and this is the reason why I have, you know, and like, it's not just I'm trying to have women. I I, I had, like I said, I had nine, two 19-year-olds. One of the 19-year-olds I had, he's a seven-figure seller since he was what? like 16 years old. So Dang. it's like, I want people to see that it's not all one like demographic or one avatar of person who can sell on Amazon. Yeah. You could be a teenager. You can sell, you, you could be a female and, and have success on Amazon. You could be a male. You could be a, a, a senior citizen, you know, yeah. you could be in your sixties, seventies and, and start on, on Amazon really regardless of, I even had a married couple. That was cool. Like, uh, um, you know, like how married couple, they're like a, a dynamic duo yeah. uh, selling. They, they kind of had a leg up though. You got to listen to their pockets. Their last name is success. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, you guys kind of cheated then. You you, you guys were destined for success. <laughs> but anyways, Carabella, thank you very much for coming on here. Now, if anybody would like to check out your, your, your social media, you know, see how you do things or, or maybe reach out to you or check out your brand. What are some ways that people can find you on the, on the internet? So you can find me at Carabella Riazzo for Instagram and all my social media. And then if you go to the links in my bio, all of them go to my businesses. So it's fairly easy, but my Instagram for my business is dollface with one L dot cosmetics. So you guys can check it out there as well. And everything is kind of linked together. So if you find one page, you'll find another. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. And now what's your, what's your goals for the, for maybe like, you know, 2020, like next year. So next year, I, my goal is 5 million. It's really aggressive, wow. but yeah, yeah. It's really aggressive, but I hope to um, scale up faster and hire a full team, a full-time team and, and just go from there. So that's my goal. And then my five-year goal is a hundred million and just keep going after that. So cool. Yeah, wow. I'm that's awesome. So <laughs> we definitely like to uh, follow up, you know, with you, especially since you're so local. So yeah, keep in touch and then we'll touch back with you maybe next year and let's see how, how close you are to some of those. Yeah, goals. we can do it. The exact thing. August 1st, 2020. August 1st, 2020. Doing. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Caravelle. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. bye. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. 